Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the City Confessions. Today, I am joined by my really good friend, Deborah, also known as Deb. She is a YouTuber, a content creator, and just a sweet, sweet soul. So hi, Deborah. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. And I know you just woke up. So good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this. Yes, and in typical Deborah fashion, I told her it was going to be video, and she's like, I just woke up, so we just have audio, but it's all good because I have her on, and I'm really, really excited. So, Deb, why don't we get started and you tell us who you are and what you do? Uh, hello, everyone. I am Deb. Um, I am a content creator. And I'm also a photographer here in New York City. Um, I don't know what else. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. Let's start there. Um, and I think I think it's really interesting because we have a beautiful friendship, if I do say so myself. And I think what's interesting is that sometimes with friends, you know, there's different types of friendships and you get to know somebody by hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. But then there are there are moments when you sit down and you're like, "Ooh, do I even know this person?" Or like, mm-hmm. what other areas of their life and who they are that I don't know about? And that's why I'm super excited to be speaking with you because I do think I know you, and we've been friends. I don't even know how many years now. It's it's incredible, and I think the growth of our friendship has been what's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I don't really know your relationship with New York. So tell me about that. Like, when did you come here? How do you view the city? Tell me, tell me like your thoughts when you think of New York. Oh my God. So my relationship with New York is always changing. It's evolving. So I was actually born in New York. I was born in Brooklyn. Mm, Shout out to Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah. And then my parents, they took me back to Haiti when I was very young, when I was a baby. Oh, wow. Haiti. And, you know, I still have the accent. I speak Haitian Creole, a little bit of French. And then I came back when I was 14. Mm. So I did my high school here in New York. And then I did my college in New York. And I've been here ever since. So the time that you were in Haiti, what was that like? Like, did you have any, um, I guess, feelings of, I miss New York, even though I know you were a baby, <laughs> like you were really, yeah. really young. Did you know what was going on or, or did you just kind of, you know, go with that path? Um, in Haiti, people always reminded me that I was American, that I was in Haitian. This is something that's very funny um, mm-hmm. because like recently, 
I, I moved to Mexico for a couple of months. And when I was there, people always remind me, you're American, you're a gringo. Mm. So whenever I'm out of the U.S., when I was in Haiti, people always reminded me, you're American, you're not Haitian. And then when I'm here, I'm always telling people I'm Haitian. Does that make sense? It does. And I think I, I, I love that you mentioned that because I don't think we talk about almost like it's not it's like struggling with identity sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's like you you know who you are, but right. sometimes the world tries to tell you who you are. Right. And I think like for you, how do you that? De- you know, identify yourself or define yourself? Like, do you think, I mean, when I, when you introduce yourself to somebody, do you Mm -hmm. say you are a Haitian American? Do you say I'm an American, but I, my family's from Haiti? Like, (laughs) it's weird, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, it depends. Sometimes I want to be lazy (laughs) and I don't explain my accent. So Mm. I just, or if I have time and I want to explain, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole story then I'll say you know I'm Haitian but I was born here blah 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 yeah yeah that's so it's so weird too because I think hearing what you were saying about America it just goes to show that America truly is a melting pot and I feel like nobody's truly American (laughs) like everybody right everybody's from somewhere yeah so, okay, that's that's really interesting. Okay, so now tell me about your journey to the creative world. Because when we met, you were mm. already on YouTube, you were already into photography. And I'm just curious to know, what was that moment like when you either picked up a camera or, you know, wanted to showcase your life? What was that? What was the start of that? Oh, okay. So I, I graduated college and before, when I was in college, I used to work full-time and go to school full-time. So when I graduated college, I was just working and I just had all this time in my hand and I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos. And I think the first time I started was when I was searching for how to curl my hair Mm-hmm. with a iron <laughs> <laughs> I was searching for that and then I discovered all these other girls making outfit videos and I was like oh my god this is so fun I love to dress up I want to do this too and that's how I started I just picked up a camera put it on a tripod I went to a park nearby mm-hmm. set up my tripod stand there twirl in front of the camera <laughs> go home search how to edit, put a music on me twirling in front of the camera and then that's how it <laughs> And works. bam, that's it. But it sounds like you've always been like a self-starter, right? You taught yourself how to create YouTube videos, how to edit. And I'm yep. assuming you also taught yourself on how to uh, learn photography. And, you know, it's it's not easy. But at the same time, we're very blessed that we have all these resources accessible and free on, on online. Yeah. So um, I guess with all that being said, you've been on YouTube for how many years now? 10 years. That's insane. What has been the biggest highlight? <laughs> the biggest highlight? Hmm. I think 
I don't know, but okay, this is this is one that just came to mind. Mm-hmm. I was featured on this magazine. Um, what was it called? Business Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, they featured me, and I don't know. I thought like, oh my god, <laughs> that that is an accomplishment, and I think you should totally celebrate it and like own it because so often when what I find that's really common from doing this podcast is that a lot of people and the guests that are on are super humble, which is an amazing trait to have but at the same time they undervalue their accomplishments mm. and that's why it's like when you're like yeah you know I, I've been featured like no you're like I fucking you know I was <laughs> featured like that's amazing and and it just goes to show all the hard work that you've put into it and I also wanted to congratulate you you did hit 10k on Instagram I saw Woo-hoo! So congrats. I know it's been a work in progress, but you deserve that and so much more. So yes. (laughs) Um, On the flip side of that, what has been your biggest challenge with either content creation or just being on social media? Mm. I think my biggest challenges have been myself in the way that like I, I kind of grew up on social media mm-hmm. and I struggled a lot at some point to try to figure out who am I, mm-hmm. who am I and who is a part of me that is just doing things for social media, if that makes sense. Mm. Are you talking about like the people you were surrounding yourself with or... No. So when I uh, when I started in on YouTube, they started to make classes at this place called YouTube Space. Oh yes, yes, yes. And they will tell you, you know, oh. this trending. This is what. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the kind of direction you should take your channel if you want to grow. Mm-hmm. So I started to adapt a lot of these things, and I felt like at some point. A lot of it is not me. Mm. So trying to separate myself from that and say, okay, this is me. And this is me doing this for social media. Got it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very tricky line because even with Instagram right now, you know, there are like trending reels. And I don't know if you've ever taken time, even if it's five minutes on the reels tab and you just scroll, every mm. video is literally the same. Yes. And, and in a way... Again, it's like a double-edged sword. I feel like in a way, it shows what's working, like what the classes were telling you in regards to the YouTube. Mm -hmm. But like it's the same in format and like the sound and transition, but then the actual content would be different because you can make the same trending video in fashion as you can with travel, as you can with food. So Mm -hmm. I think it's finding a way to make what's trending your own. Mm. but at the same time you're still following a trend so it's like yeah yeah, it's it's so difficult and and I love that you shed light on the fact that when you are on social media it's hard to I guess it's like a daily struggle to maintain your authenticity but at the same time you you are showing up 
mm-hmm. and it's not acting, but there, like you turn on, you know, like when I'm on stories, I'm like, I'm still myself, but I'm right. more outgoing, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's sometimes I think also when you grow older, like you said, you grew up with social media, you end up, there's just so many revelations mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, it can really fuck with you, I think. Yeah. yeah. And like make you question like who you are. So how, how do you, how do you go back to yourself then? Mm, take time off. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> and you know, social media, if you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's but a struggle. It is. It is. Yeah. Um. But how are you doing right now? Not not with social media, but I guess mentally. Mentally, I'm in a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've been taking a lot of time, alone time. Mm-hmm. That time off social media, I've been posting on Instagram every day. Mm-hmm. But I've been taking alone time. I have not been hanging out with people because I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. As an empath, when you hang out with people too much, you, you take their energy, you take their, um, their baggage, whatever it is that they're going through, you take that with you and it becomes a part of you. So I need to take time alone to get back into myself and then come back, go back and hang out with people. So that's what I've been doing. And I, I feel, I feel like I'm at a really good place mentally. I love that. I'm literally smiling so hard because I'm also an empath. And I think it is hard sometimes because when you are an empath, like you said, you take on other people's burdens and emotions and struggles and you want to be there for them and you feel for them. But then that's when you lose yourself. That's when, you know, you put others before yourself and to have that awareness is, is a struggle for some. I think I personally excel in that. And I think, you know, you do as well because you, you there's a sense in your body, right? That tells you mm-hmm. like, oh, you're, you know, something is, is going downhill. So like you have to take action and precaution before it gets really, really bad. Yeah. So yeah, I love hearing that. Okay. Um, I'm curious to know what your definition of successes we never spoke about this Mm. I think yeah this has always been my my answer Mm -hmm. from when I was very young to me success is just completing your goals achieving your goals so what are your goals right now um I have so many (laughs) that's good girl you don't need to limit yourself um or like what are your top three my top three. Let's see. Top three. I know I want to hit a hundred thousand uh, followers on Instagram. Okay, good. Before the year ends, that's one of them. Um, my second one. I want to move. Oh my god! Wait, I didn't know this. To where? Like permanently, or like do what you did when you went to Mexico? No, not permanently. Um, oh, okay. Like another, you know, in New York to another area oh okay for a moment I thought you meant like out of the Not country <laughs> I was like where are you going now <laughs> are you going? No, no. yeah I want to move and then okay. my one what would it be 
mm, it's I don't know if it's a big goal, but it's like having my birthday in Paris. Yes. Yo, you're telling me like (laughs) stop. Okay, for those who don't know, Deborah and I went to Paris when 2017? Yeah, 2017. Or 2018. One of those. You were you were 30. So how long ago was that? Five? No. Right? You I'm bought your say. Chanel shoes. You were like, it's this for my 30th birthday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we had so much fun that really jump-started our traveling friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling Deborah, I, I love how I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to the audience. <laughs> um, that I wanted to go to Paris for my birthday this year because it was my 30th, but it was just not gonna work out because one of COVID and two, it was gonna be like extremely cold. But yeah. the time that we went was so beautiful. Like Paris in September is perfect. Yes. So we should manifest this. I'm already inviting myself. Look at me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love those goals. Those are great. Okay. And then what is, I know we spoke about success. And whenever mm. I think of success, the word happiness comes to mind. Mm. So what is happiness to you? Oof. I think it goes back to like, to what I said about success, because I'm a to-do list type of person. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't have an actual to-do list, I like to know I'm doing everything I plan to do in a day. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel fulfilled. That makes me feel happy. It makes me feel at peace in my mind. Mm-hmm. So like, achieving goals doing things I said I was going to do that makes me happy what happens when you have something on your to-do list that you don't complete that specific day or that week yeah I become I become the devil (laughs) I become very frustrated and I'm throwing tantrums it's it's really bad I need to get (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a I'm a list girl too, and I've I've been told that you're actually not supposed to write like ten things on your list. You're supposed to just have like two main ones, because mm. in the grand scheme of things, you really only need to complete two, maybe at most three things in a day, and everything wow. else that you write is, it's like BS or it's like secondary or honestly, it's not even that important. Wow, I love that. Yeah, maybe take that away because I think it would lessen your stress for yourself and offer you more peace like you want. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to try that because, and it's true, a lot of the stuff on the to-do list are not even that important. I know, I do the (laughs) same thing. That's why, and again, I read a lot about, you know, uh, how to work more efficiently and people operate differently, right? Like some people are morning people, some people are night people. But for Mm. me, I always try to do my hardest task first Mm. because I think what happens is the hardest task is equivalent to the main task, like the, the, you know, two to three things that I was talking about. And then if you have anything else, like send this email or like edit this photo or whatever, I think those are so, again, they're not unimportant but they're also not priority and those things you can complete really really quickly that's true Uh, how do you structure your day like what is your morning routine again I 
so curious because we never talk about this. <laughs> so my perfect morning routine, yes. I would wake up, go to the gym, get a quick workout in, mm-hmm. and then get back to my to-do list. Mm-hmm. I don't always write it down. A lot of times it's in my head. I have to do this, 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 this. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my day. And then to unwind, I like to make a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, that like in the evening? Yeah. So smoothies are like a snack to me. Okay. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like my little treat that I give myself at the end of the day. And then I will either listen to a podcast or watch some YouTube videos. I don't really watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's basically what, what my day would look like. My perfect day. Interesting. I mm-hmm. love it. It's very productive, but also a good balance of like work and taking care of yourself. Yeah. Okay. So my podcast is called The City Confessions. Mm-hmm. And I would love to ask if you can share a confession. <laughs> and this can be honestly anything that you're comfortable with. And it can be personal, professional, whatever comes to your mind when I ask you. But okay. Zeb, if you can share a confession, what would that be? A confession. <laughs> I'm laughing because I can already like see your face like <laughs> like you're probably like what the hell <laughs> yeah I have I have so many stories I think what's like the first one that comes to mind I, when you were asking the thing that came to mind was um when I when I was getting ready to move to Mexico mm-hmm. I was telling myself like New York is horrible like I don't like this place anymore <laughs> done Mm-hmm. Uh, and a horrible the <laughs> quality of life horrible I'm done with this place mm-hmm. I've never come back and then and then I went to Mexico <laughs> I loved it loved mm-hmm. it quality of life is amazing um the people are nice the food is amazing everything but then it started to feel like I'm on vacation every day I know I know exactly how you feel because I say the same thing like sometimes I'm a, you know, I travel a lot. I'll be like in an island or whatever, a country, a city. And I'm like, oh my God, life here is so amazing. You know, mm. like you're, you're so, you're stressed, you're stress free. You're just much, everything is like lighter, yeah. but it's like what you said. You're, you're like, this isn't real life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's, you're just visiting in a way. Yeah. And I was like, no, I need to go home <laughs> because I felt like, when I'm in New York, I'm a lot more focused and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have bigger goals. I'm like, I want this, 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 and I'm going to work for it. That kind of energy. That's what New York gives me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love New York more than I, more than I thought I did. Oh, that makes me so, so happy to hear because I feel a lot of New Yorkers can relate to that sentiment. It's like this city is like. I personally have a love-hate relationship, right? You you find that it can be toxic. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like that that toxic boyfriend where you just always go back to. <laughs> yes. It's like something about the city. I don't know what it is. 
but it just has a way of like drawing you back in. Yeah. But yeah, I, and I guess when when I hear that though, I, I question like, is it because you didn't physically move your things? Like I feel like sometimes when because I hear this all the time, people will do what you did, right? Like a two three month. Uh, temporary stay but then there's like the other aspect of like when you literally pick up all your stuff you move and then your mindset is like there's no going back and I think Mm -hmm. in those scenarios you will make it work like you will have to like create new goals and be more focused and all that Mm. I don't know this girl that I knew she moved to London with um, her husband and at the same time you know she was like such a New York lover mm-hmm. and she was miserable for like the first year because it was really really hard to adjust but obviously in her misery she was like I need to take control mm-hmm. and she like started her own it's not her business like she was still doing social media but she had to rebrand herself mm-hmm. she's been there for like four or five years now and she like loves London like she's, wow. she's like a completely changed person so I do think like circumstances sometimes can change that for us that's true but who knows where the world will take us right <laughs> who knows like always say the world is our oyster i know i always say that <laughs> okay so now that we are wrapping up i just have a quick fire round of new york city questions mm-hmm. i'll ask you a question and you can answer it with one word or the first thought that comes to mind ready <laughs> Ready? <laughs> okay, if you can describe New York City in one word, what would it be? Energy. Uh, what's your favorite thing about the city? Ooh, my favorite thing about the city. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to say energy again, but it's true. It's that hustle, hustle culture. Okay. What's your least favorite thing? Least favorite thing. I wish it was cleaner. Okay. And what's your go-to spot or restaurant? My go-to restaurant. Mm. It's a secret. I I, I never liked one, but it's the Polo Bar. Oh, yes. Love that place. We went for your birthday one year. And if you can thank New York City for one thing, what would it be? Ooh. Thank you for making me dream dream bigger, making me want better for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think oh, that's so beautiful, and I feel like it's such a great way to end the podcast. I mm-hmm. love speaking with you, and again, I think this just goes to show whoever's listening, like to have these conversations with your friends. I think. It's important, at least for me, like I value friendships in all capacities, like intellectually, emotionally, like obviously socially, but it's Mm -hmm. good to like diversify and grow friendships. So Dev, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation and it is now your chance to plug away. I'm going to have all of your information in the description, but are you working on any secret projects? Do you want to tease anything? What can the world be on the lookout from you in the next three months, six months, or just 2022 in general? Ooh. Um, <laughs> so You're always working on something. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Marianne. I really appreciate this. And you all can find me at Miss Nerdy Chica on Instagram. It is M-S-N-E-R-D-Y-C-H-I-C-A on Instagram as well as on YouTube. Um, yeah, I'm usually, I'm focused a lot on my photography and video videography work these days. So maybe you'll, you'll see uh, one of your favorite influencers tagging me as their photographer or videographer. Yeah. Um, doing, I'm doing a lot of things that I can't share, but yes. But just follow you. Yes. Instagram. That's good. And you don't need to reveal all your, all your projects. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a lovely, lovely conversation. Thank you so much, Deb, again, um, for everybody listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again and stay tuned for next week's. All right. Bye. Bye.